guys. Hi. Um, welcome back to Cryptids and Mystics. <laughs> Please ignore my voice. I am recovering from a cold and my voice just will not get normal again. I'm so sorry. We just like getting sick here is what it is. We love it so much. Yep. It's, <laughs> love it for us. Um, Well, welcome back. Like we said, you know, hopefully you guys are having a great start to the new year. Um, Nothing but positive energy for everybody all around. Just friendly reminders that you can catch our episodes on spotify apple Podcasts, soundcloud follow us on instagram you know cryptids and mystics pod mm-hmm. um i think it's cryptid and mystic oh pod. yeah yeah, there, yeah. There, 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 to there. make it shorter yeah 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 because it was already long enough right <laughs> um also too if you guys have stories like we keep mentioning you know every week or every episode mm-hmm. you know please uh dm us or email us cryptid and mystics podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. Um, send us your stories. We already have a few. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Um, I, I want to do a whole listener episode. I know. So, so I'm just waiting for a few more, guys. Just a so, few more. Come on. Come on. I'll hunt down some people I know favor. that have stories. I mean, if you if we really want to get down to it, we can also include our own stories, too. Yeah. I mean, I have a I have a pervy ghost story that I can probably include in there. <laughs> I don't know, have I ever told you about that? No. When we lived in the apartment in West Covina? No. I don't think so. Okay. But yeah, not, I never told you about that? No. Oh my god. Okay, well, that's even better. Now I'm going to definitely include that as part of the episode then. <laughs> Would you like a chocolate chip walnut cookie? Sure. My mom made it. Ooh. So if you guys hear munching and drinking, it's me. It's me. Hi. <laughs> Why are you Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just kind of popped into my head. I don't know uh, how to tell y'all this, but... I am not a Taylor Swift fan. Don't I'm persecute not, I'm me. not either, though, to be fair. I, I just don't I'm like not. her, and I can't... I think she's a really good songwriter, mm-hmm. and she's a fun lyricist, but I don't like her style of music, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she does a lot of, like... She doesn't have range, so she's a lot of, like, talk singing. I just don't like it. Yeah. You know, honestly, I, I just... I don't really get it but then again i've never bothered to even try to get it so i guess take take my judgment as is with that so don't don't hate on me don't hate on this podcast because of it i did try to i will say like i like some songs like i like style like that's a fun song but her new stuff where she's trying to be like this indie girl like she's trying to be like a phoebe bridgers or julia jacqueline i don't get it right you, you've lost me. I I can't. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know the stuff that we listen to, so, you know. It's not, and for the record, it's not, like, Disney tunes and shit like they that. Only, they only, listen to Disney show tunes. That's all they listen to. Manny Spotify. You're such a jerk. Filled with You're Disney such songs. a jerk. Why would you let the secret out like that? God. The secret. I've been trying to keep that quiet. <laughs> I'm trying to be the cool dad and not looking like I'm driving, like, a minivan or something, you know? Oh, my God. No, you guys are the anymore. cool parents. The cool dad and the cool mom. I mean, we did take we did take uh, you know, our oldest to his first concert at the age of like nine. So <laughs> that's fun. I think I was like, oh, Andrew was there with us too. I'm sorry. I think so, it was eleven or twelve. So I was definitely in high school for my first concert, and it was my sister that took me. Oh, you so were in see, high school? Yeah, I was. I'm gonna want to say my junior or senior year in high uh, school. Who did you see? Three eleven. Of course. I had to go see three eleven. <laughs> Till this day, they're still one of my all-time favorites. So you know, those um, are one of those bands. Like that's one of the bands that like kind of like fell off for me. Like I don't get it as an adult, and I don't know why. 
You know, I think at the time it helped me out a lot because there was their message was very positive. I get that. So, um, it it did help a lot with that, mm-hmm. and and I and I think that's probably why I still have such a strong connection to that music because it's like a nostalgia thing at this point. Yeah, I think for me that's how I feel about Incubus. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. as an adult, I'm not super into them anymore, but like they do make me feel very nostalgic, so I will listen to them sometimes. For sure. Oh yeah, I love Incubus still. You know. But after seeing them live for the hundredth uh, time, make yourself tour. <laughs> oh yeah, you did. What was it like a year or two ago at this point? Uh-huh. Um, after seeing that, I was like, okay, I think that, uh, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah, I, I think s- I'm good. I saw them live with um, the Deftones when they oh. did like a couple of years back. I would have loved to see the Deftones. It was so good, and they were really good. And I was like, okay, like now I've I've lived. I'm happy now. Um, but I would see Deftones again and again. I honestly think that's a band that holds up a hundred percent. I've never seen them. Oh my god, they're so <clears> fucking love good. They're I've so fucking good live. Mm. I love them. And I, I love the music they're still coming out with today. I think it's still good. I haven't heard anything new from them. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. You have to listen. Okay. Well, another one to put... You know what? Let me do that now. Let me do that. Put it in the so, book. I'm going to look up Spotify where you can find our podcast. Again, if I didn't say that earlier. Um, <laughs> Not that we're like advertising every second of every day. Dude, we're just going to be plugging like crazy. I want... <laughs> you know, 2023 is going to be our year. You know that? We're not supposed to say things like that. I'm not, I don't As care. a big jinx. Nah, I don't I'm, care. I'm putting, knocking on wood. I'm putting it out there energy-wise, because if I don't say it out loud, I'm not going to put the energy into it. Okay. Okay. So I see that. That's the thing. I have to hold myself accountable by putting it out into the, into the, the multiverse of madness. <laughs> and, um, you know... Put it on the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man will know what to do. Yeah, trust me. He, he, he's always there. Um, uh, we love wanna... a good scary story. Man, that'd be so cool if we can start this yeah. month with a listener story yeah. episode. That'd be so cool, dude. Well, you know what I love? Past lives. If anyone has like a past dude, life story, that'd be really cool. That'd be really. Those are creepy though. I know. Those are creepy though. It's like almost like the creepy pastas that I've read. Mm. Yeah, I started reading them and I hate it. Creepy pastas. I'm like, I know they're fake. I know the whole idea is that people build on them together on the internet. It's like a fun psychological story experiment, but they're terrifying. Like, who's thinking this shit up? I, yeah, I, you know, I, I wish I wouldn't have started <laughs> because they are that creepy. But then also too, I really enjoyed them, so I'm like, all for it. That's cool. The two that I've heard on and that's all you drink are the Russian experiment, which is terrifying. But the one that's the scariest is um the goat man one. Oh the, the skinwalker. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That one fucking terrifying. Yeah, no. Literally I was like, I cannot listen to this before I go to bed. This is scary. I told you that me and Aaron were listening to it, right? Oh and my god. We were coming home and it was already kinda dark and um <laughs> We started getting really intense, and Aaron's like, I don't think I can listen to it, I don't think I can listen to it anymore. So we just <laughs> shut it off. We started listening to... Uh, who Taylor Swift. <laughs> Should have never, ever <laughs> let that out. Because I don't even listen to her. It's the worst. I I don't think, you're probably just thinking of it because of uh, TikTok. Because it's like a popular sound on TikTok exact, still. That's exactly why. I mean, no one's going to believe you at this point, but you know. I mean, it's it's fading out now, Thank but it's God. kind of still a popular song as of we're recording today, which is January 8th. Because I know by the time this comes out, people are going to be like, that's such old news because the internet moves so oh, fast. That was so, like, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. ago. <laughs> Get it together, guys. <laughs> we're old. Sarah's on top of it, though. I so, usually am. Sarah keeps us keeps us somewhat connected. If it was up to my old ass, it would probably be, like, <laughs> still burning CDs and shit. Not burning CDs. 
Or, or making uh, uh, cassette tapes and shit. I have uh, to teach Manny how to save a PDF. He's like a boomer or something. <laughs> With that being said, I think I think it's time we move on. Yeah, I think uh, Manny's going first today. I am going first today. And I figure I'm going to start you guys off with a freaking doozy. Okay. So, because, you know, it's episode six. Oh, have to. You got to pull all, all the stops for episode six. <laughs> like, whatever, whatever that means. <laughs> so for, um, for this one, I'm sure you've heard of this one. Okay. You're going to love this one. I, this is a surprise for me, everybody. I am ready to be surprised. I don't know what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, remember, guys, if you're. New tuning in. I don't tell Sarah in advance what I'm covering. Not usually. It's I always very just rare. Her, I always I always just send her a text being like, "You're gonna love this one," okay. or you can be like, "Wait and see." And I think this was a combo of the two that I sent. Okay, I'm ready. I'm sure you may have heard this one before. Mm-hmm. El cucuy. Oh my god, you're not doing the cucuy mm-hmm. in my house. <laughs> you can come over after. It's I'm glad that we don't record at night because I would be like, "You're staying here and watching the door, dude." So. <laughs> Here's so here's the the cool thing that I've learned researching it. It's a hell of a lot more to that story than than we know. Okay. Um but off the bat, mm-hmm. what do you know? Um I would say probably nothing. Um I just know like that is something that we were all told as like little Mexican children that if you're bad, the cucuy, which is like for those of you that don't know, is like the Spanish style boogeyman. Um, yeah. he's gonna come get you. Um, I don't know what he does with you. I'm assuming he eats you. Nothing was ever explained to me. All my mom needed to say was, if you don't stop it right now, the cookie's gonna come get you. I was like, okay, that's enough. Mm-hmm. That's that's it for me to know. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that's all I know. I do know my favorite mm-hmm. <laughs> my favorite thing about the cookie is that my mom has a friend and she had a kid and I, I'm like significantly older than him. But when he was little, if he would misbehave, even if they were, like, at Target or something, she would be like, oh, I saw the cuckoo over there around the corner. He's going to come get you. And I was like, damn, her cuckoo travels. Oh, shit. Well, to be fair, you know, uh, they're kind of right with the whole traveling thing. I did not know that. I thought it was... So, I don't yeah. know why. I thought it was limited to my home. So, Well, here's here's a, the, the trippy thing about what I learned. It's pretty much a common story in Latin America. Okay. All of Latin America. So we're even talking about like South America too and everything. Damn. Obviously, um, shouldn't surprise anybody that it's got uh, European roots, for sure. Okay. But th- that was the thing. I didn't know much about where it originated from, mm-hmm. and the fact that there's still kind of s- some customs that celebrate it to an extent. Celebrate or so, sort of, yeah, sort of. You, it, it'll make sense once we get into the, mm. into the nitty gritty of the history of it. Okay, I'm a little scared. Um, and and it's not like Krampus. Okay. I'm gonna give you that 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 heads up now. It's not like a like a intense demonic celebration like that. Okay. But the fact that there's still some like traditional like celebratory events that happen in these small villages in these these regions of Europe. Okay. I think that's what makes it interesting. It's like, oh, okay. So the way it's been morphed into something different mm-hmm. here. So I'm going to give you guys, we're going to start off with the history, like the full-blown European history of this bad boy, where the cuckoo comes from. Okay. And and I'm hoping that you guys are kind of like in awe as well, too, because when I was doing the deep dive with this, I was like, dude, it evolved so much over the generations, you know? This is such a big one. I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> I, I figured, let's, let's get started proper, you know? I mean, yeah. episode six, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It was like six, your lucky number or something like that. 
Actually, no, it's not. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd have to think about it. <laughs> so my my sources for this, obviously Wikipedia. Uh-huh. I have to get started with that. Uh, scarystudies.com. Mm-hmm. The, there's a, a fandom wiki page for El Cucuy as well. Uh, MexicoUnexplained.com. The uh, Amer- uh, the Americano News.com. And actually, there's a there's a cute little well not cute. Let me rephrase that. There's a uh, little like nursery rhyme thing at the end that I'll share with okay. you guys. Okay. Um, it's pretty cool. That's spooky. Mm-hmm. It, it's pretty cool. So I was debating between this one and another one, but I'm glad I held off the other one for okay time because. Okay. This one is is pretty cool. So, let's start off. El Cucuy, as we know it, that's the name, but it also has different names as well. It's mm-hmm. not just El Cucuy. It's either Coco, Coca, Cuco, Cucu, or Cucuy. Okay. okay. Um, and it's obviously depending on the region that you're in, you know, because uh, you're going to see why because of the fact that, you know, in Brazil, they're going to pronounce it a different way as well. True. Coco. Uh, it's also to, you know... Anyone that knows, obviously, you're thinking coconut, right? But, you know, no. Mm-hmm. So, there is a female version as well, too. Okay. It's called it's called cuca. And for my Central American peeps, you know, as a derogatory term, that's not what we're talking about here, though, okay? <laughs> that is not it. Cuca's also, like, a nickname, is it not? I think so. Yeah. Like... Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, I guess we're comparing them to a demonic being? Oh, that's nice. Sure. <laughs> So, you know, what was interesting was one of the, um, I'm like moving forward to present time, but I'll go back, I promise. But there's parts in like New Mexico and Southern Colorado that, that have like their own like tradition of the Kukui, but they call them the Coco Man. What? Yeah. Uh, The little fun fact I wanted to sprinkle in there. I've never been there, so I guess that's why I don't know. But see, that's cool, though, because, I mean, that tells you, too, that's probably a large uh, Latino population there. Mm -hmm. I've been to Colorado, but I didn't know that. Have you been to Southern Colorado? Mm, Wait, where's Denver at? I guess Denver's like in the middle, middle. kind of. Clearly, geography's not my strongest suit. I mean, I've been to Aurora. Aurora has like a really high Latinx population. Okay. But obviously, we weren't talking about the Kukui when I was there. Like, I don't. Uh, you should have. Where were you? I should you? have asked. Where were you? What do you know about the Kukui? <laughs> Just stopping at the local gas station. And, 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 and all the, and all the, the, uh, all the, all the Latino kids are like, oh, God. And they're like, you they're mean the in, Coco? Like, they're no. Breaking, they're breaking down in tears. Why are we talking about this right now? <laughs> My bad, y'all. You know, generational trauma. Um, the names in general stand, are, are generally stand for like, like a head or a skull. So that's what that's supposed to mean. Okay. So let's get down to the history of this bad boy. Okay. So it actually originates from the Iberian region. So like Portugal and oh. Spain. So, uh, you know, obviously the Spanish one shouldn't surprise you, but the Portuguese one actually surprised me. I was like, oh, what? I didn't realize that they were involved in more things than just conquering people. <laughs> and, you know, introducing us with an interesting language. Um, it's called culture, Manny. <laughs> I'm clearly not cultured, so... Whatever. Um, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so there's a. They believe that there's a possibility that it originates from Celtic origin. Oh, we're going back. Yeah. At least the word "kukui." Okay. But it's possible the story itself too originates from Celtic okay. uh, uh, origin. They're not quite sure about that yet, though. So jury's out on that. Okay. But definitely coming from the Portuguese and 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 the Spanish regions for sure. Uh, oldest reference. Of what would be the monster is in the book Livoro the Three the the Cow de Alfonso the Third in the year twelve seventy four. Okay. 
it's Portuguese, obviously. Obviously, because I couldn't I don't pronounce it like, at all. <laughs> if it was Spanish, I, I could stand a little bit of a chance. Uh, the book describes the creature as a big fish that appears in the shore. So that's the, yeah, that's the the origin of this story. Mm-hmm. Obviously, flashing forward to today, that's a completely different, it's completely thing. different. Yeah. yeah, fish do kind of freak me out though. They're this just kind weird. of slimy. No, I don't. I don't know how I feel about them. I used to have not fish, the, and I was like afraid of them. Not on the podcast, Sarah. <laughs> not on the podcast, Sarah. My bad. All right. So, but in Catalonia, uh, it appears in Cuca Ferra de Tortosa in the year 1457. Legend is that the monster would need to feast on three cats and three children every night. No, uh, not the cats, too. This one was wild. Leave the cats alone, dude. That, I think I feel like that would make me not want a cat when I was little, because I was like, that's really going to... He's yeah, going to be gonna, like two stones. Uh, You know, cat and me? No. <laughs> no, thank you. In Brazilian folklore, it's a female humanoid that's also part, of, uh, that's also part alligator. No. Mm-mm. I don't like that. And in that in that situation, it appears dressed as a woman with ugly hair, and carrying a sack on her back. Ugly hair? Yeah. Define ugly hair. Like you haven't washed it in weeks, girl. Go. Okay. Go wash well, your hair. No, it's like dirty. Like ugly makes me think it's like ugly hair sack. I like guess, she has like yeah. a mullet or something. Oh, that would be really gross. <laughs> I actually don't mind mullets, especially on women. Right. But like, I'm trying to think of something that would be ugly universally, and I can't because style changes so often that it's like. It's ugly to some people, and then I mean, to it be, comes back. To be, to be fair for me, if you went with the mullet, I probably would think it's ugly, because I think it's ugly all around. <laughs> I don't care who's carrying it. It's just... Have you seen the pictures of a dog? A dog's, like, with mullets? No. Okay, I'll send it to you later. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, see, even the dogs that are extremely cute... My just, girlfriend, just... like, kind of has a mullet. Like, she did, but it grew out. It kind of looks like a wolf cut now, but... Yeah. And I thought she looked good in it. Have I seen her like that? Mm-hmm. But she tends to, like, braid the bottom because it's so long. Oh, okay. So it just looks like a wolf cut on the top. And mm. then there's, like, a big braid. She looks like a Jedi all the time. Well, that's pretty badass. <laughs> I already think she's pretty badass. Yeah. So. It does look pretty badass. I'm not going to lie to you. There you go. In Portugal, it's represented to look like a dragon. Okay. That's okay. scarier to me well, than, either... like, a woman with dirty hair. Honestly, so far, everything that I've seen, I'm like, where are we getting to what we have now? Mm-hmm. And and I think that's kind of the interesting thing is that one of the one of the difficulties that I had was kind of seeing that transition. Okay. Um, because I'm seeing a lot of the um about like the dragon and all this stuff like that, but mm-hmm. like to get to where we're at now, mm-hmm. what we have now, or we grew up with, I'm I'm like I'm not really seeing it yet. Well, yeah. that's interesting to me because I'm I'm feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. But like I told you, I have no idea what it looks like. Like no one ever told me what it looked like. I was just like. It's the boogeyman, and I also don't know what the boogeyman looks like. It's just a concept of, like, a scary monster person. Yeah, yeah. So I guess more like a shapeshifter then, huh? Yeah, probably. Uh... Oh my god, is that what it is? I'm scared. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> so, there's, there, so like, because, you know, I, I thought I had here, I guess. Um, there's no real consistent look for the kukui. Okay. But it's, it's supposed to be a shapeshifter. Oh, okay. So, that, okay. That makes sense why they're purposely vague, and we're just like, yeah, that seems right. Mm-hmm. This uh, title I put different heads. Okay. So since it's known as coco, mm-hmm. in some regions, in a lot of regions actually, it's usually a term for the head or skull, right? Like we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. In Portugal, they usually represent this by using a jack lantern. Oh, okay. So, so now that I think about it, then that probably predates 
our use of the jack-o'-lantern here for all Hallow's Eve and all that. Well, it predates our use in America. Right. Not like original jack-o'-lanterns, which come from turnips and other small squash and gourds. And those come from the Celts. So that might be where see, the Celtic interaction is from. I was going to say, because like, you know, they were, they were assuming there might be a connection to Celtic roots. Yeah. Right. That and might be it. That, so. Yeah. Let's see now. We've come full circle. Okay. We are full circle. Two people's knowledge put together. <laughs> it, it only took a, a large amount of student debt to get to that point. <laughs> That's what I learned in college, y'all. <laughs> I owe a lot of money still. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does it do? Good question, Sarah. Dun, dun, dun. Great question. <laughs> it's intended to frighten children who misbehave to be good. Mm-hmm. Duh. I we mean, know that. I feel like everything that we've learned so far is to keep us kids in check. Yeah. Too bad my kids don't care. Um, <laughs> they don't care about the googly? I don't think I've used it against them. Oh, you should. Mm. You should. Don't let, let Aaron listen to this episode. Hey, cover your ears. Cover your ears. And then be like, oh, you ever heard about the kukui and like tell him the story and then be <laughs> get, like get all dark and ominous about it too <laughs> like my eyes sink in and then he's like daddy and then whenever they misbehave be like is that the kukui <laughs> you gotta traumatize your kids as much well, then, as we were well, traumatized I'm gonna start getting traumatized myself too and be like oh my god this brings back memories yeah cause uh, then he's gonna start being like I thought I heard the kukui last night and you're gonna be like you did <laughs> I think that was just mommy snoring <laughs> That was not the Google way, I can promise you that. Oh. <laughs> um, so the monster would make those bad kids, quote unquote, disappear. Well, that's nice. Well, it kind of goes with what you were talking about, right? They don't, you, they, you didn't really know what the Google would do. Yeah, that's true. So I think it's pretty par for the course. Yeah, I thought he was just going to kidnap me. So I guess that makes sense. So the parents will warn the kids through singing of rhymes, saying that if they're not obedient to their parents, they'll get eaten by the Google. So eaten, there you go. Oh, that's nice. Okay. And don't worry, I'll share one of those rhymes at the end. Oh, no, I'm scared. Yeah, I saved one, so. The Gugui would also take the souls of these kids who were bad. Rude. Dude, it sounds like some of the stuff that we covered, you know, for the, the, the Christmas stuff. Yeah. But this this homie's year-round, though. Yeah, he's year-round. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Linux people said, mm, we need something year-round. Nah. <laughs> it's hard. Sorry traumatizing being us, guys. Come on. Why, why are we going <laughs> to add more to this at this point? And if, if it doesn't immediately eat the kids, it'll kidnap them. Mm-hmm. It keeps a lookout on the rooftops, blending in with the shadows. Not the, the rooftops, sis. No. We're talking about Batman over here. Is what no. We're talking about, we're I'm talking about the Dark Knight over here. My childhood trauma is like right on the surface. So is it, <laughs> is it bringing back memories for you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to check every rooftop. <laughs> you walk out later. You're like, oh, fuck. Looking up in the sky. <laughs> I've been good, I promise. <laughs> I gave Manny a cookie. <laughs> In other instances, it hides in closets and underneath beds, ready to eat kids that won't go to bed. See, that's what I thought. Again, with the childhood trauma. I know. Like, what the fuck? And my parents let me believe that. Yeah. So, I'm not even about to tell you my parents. Uh, They have plenty to go around. (laughs) So, sightings and celebrations, like I was mentioning earlier, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So, it exists in a place called Moncao, Portugal. Okay. And, and, and this is one of the cele- celebrations, I guess you can say, where the dragon fights St. George during Corpus Christi celebrations. Okay. If the dragon wins, it'll be a bad year for the crops and famine, pretty much. Well, that's nice. So, uh, St. <laughs> George, get your shit together. You better win. I need my corn. <laughs> corn. Corn. He's corn. <laughs> I love that kid. I do, too. In the Galicia region in Spain, mm-hmm. there are two dragons that live there and are similarly fought off as a means of good fortune. Mm-hmm. So 
now we're getting to a point where we're going to start seeing a parallel between this and like Dia de los Muertos and all that stuff. Oh, okay? okay. So in Portugal and Spain, they go out and do this thing called souling, mm -hmm. which is intended to be giving out uh, a bread and sweet treats similar to, you know, mm -hmm. Dia de los Muertos and intended to retrieve the lost souls back. Okay. That's why they do that. Because, you know, the cuckoo don't fuck around. Mm -hmm. Or the cocoa man or whatever. <laughs> so that's the brief historical context of El Cucuy. Okay. So let's get to the one that we know. Oh. Because, you know. The scary one. Yeah, yeah. So found in Latin America, and in our case, obviously, you know, Mexico, right? It's possible that the story came to places like Mexico in the 1500s. Mm -hmm. With colonization. <laughs> You're on it. So... The way it's depicted in our regions, mm -hmm. it's a scary, small, and hairy creature. It has large bat-like ears, glowing red eyes, and razor-sharp teeth similar to a barracuda. Okay. That's actually kind of creepy. Yeah, it is. I don't... <laughs> I think this kind of goes with with what we mentioned in the first episode, right? Like, what would we fear? It's something that's a small creature or a mm -hmm. large creature, right? Mm -hmm. And this one's supposed to be a small one with bat-like ears. But it has and... sharp teeth. See? No, I'm scared. See? In some stories, it's described as a hairy wolfman-like creature, an old man. No. What? Poor old man. <laughs> you know? like I was thinking... Some neighborhood was afraid of their local old man. Well, that's also called Polly, you know, like, uh, he was probably like a pervy old that's person. That's gross. So. You know that's probably what it was. Yeah, probably. Like, some it... people are just afraid of old people. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, like I said, an old man, a ghost... Or a large reptilian creature. So kind of similar to what we were talking about earlier with in, okay. in Brazil, how they view the Kukui being more like a, of an alligator type uh, cryptid. So there's stories of it carrying a skull or something similar to a jack-o'-lantern or even it's an, it, or even an actual severed head. Oh, like, um, what is the... Okay, so what we see as a jack-o'-lantern that started in, like, uh, pagan Celtic times, ah. they also... I don't remember if it came from America or not, but there's like a story of oh my god, I can't remember his name. It's gonna kill me. They made a whole movie about it on Netflix. It's like a family friendly movie. Recently, Ugh, I want to say it's like Jack, but I can't because like Jack a Lantern, but like oh Jack you mean, something. You mean the origins of of what of like a, like a what they say like the the legend of the origin of a Jack o' Lantern. <clears throat> so from what I remember, um. <laughs> From what I remember, it was supposed to be that this guy named Jack yeah. did a deal with the devil uh -huh. where he's like, hey, you know, devil's like, hey, bro, I'm here to take your soul. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, but let me do a couple things first before you go. Mm -hmm. And he's like, all right, fine, bet. You go ahead and do it. You know, when to go do his thing, devil comes over to collect and he tries to pull a quick one on him mm -hmm. and I believe ends up climbing up on a tree or something like that with the devil and the devil gets caught in there or something like that. Um, yes, that's what I remember. Something like that, and then like the the jack o' lantern is supposed to be like the eternal light. Yeah, kind of keep and like it once on. it goes out, the devil will get him. Yeah, something so it like has that. to be on all the time. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. But yeah, that reminds me of that. <laughs> dun, dun. That was a tangent. Sorry. <laughs> dun, dun. There you go. <laughs> and we're back. All right. Yeah. Uh, I want to see that now, though. It's, I, I, didn't, I didn't see it. it. I think it's cute. It's a family friendly. It's something you watch with your kids. I think it's fun. Okay. I thought it was fun. I did a review for it on my website. So what is the page, by the way? Um. So if you go to lunamagiccoven.com and then you look under our TV and movie tab, mm -hmm. we have plenty of reviews so you can see what you want to watch. So there you go. Oh, it is called The Curse of Bridge Hollow. 
and Marlon Wayans plays the dad, and Kelly Rowland plays the mom. They're very funny. Um, the acting's not great. I mean, it's like it's silly. It's a family friendly right. movie. Right. Um, but it is like it has like spooky stuff and it has like a cute theme. So I liked it. I really did. Well, we'll definitely have to check that out. And make sure to check out uh Sarah's page too while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, check out our page. We are uh we also have a TikTok and an Instagram where you can find us under the same handle, Luna Magic K Coven. There you go. Where was I at? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I mean, I guess it's also important to kind of point out what this version of El Cucuy does, right? Mm-hmm. So it's similar to the way it's, it's been described earlier, right? That it's uh, intended to scare kids to be well-behaved. Mm-hmm. That's the point behind it. As uh, usual. And it'll take take you away if you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't know that... You remember the, the, the famous Spanish painter Goya? Mm-hmm. He actually did a painting on the kukui. What? I'll show it to you in a minute. Okay, I'm scared. And we'll probably post it too on Ooh. our Instagram page. Okay. It's pretty cool. I, I I remember seeing that painting before and I was like, I didn't... You didn't know it was of the kukui? Jesus, okay. So I've probably seen it then. Yeah, because the way that it's titled too, that's why. Uh, okay. I think that's probably why I never associated it with the kukui. Because remember, I, I, I just learned that there's so many different names to it, <laughs> you know? So in this instance, once you get caught, the kukui drags you to its lair up in the mountains to be slowly eaten. Oh, it has a Savoring layer. in the meal, you know. That's very, like, uh, Wendigo style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gotta say, though, I think that this version of the kukui seems like a very healthy version. <laughs> Why is it healthy? Because you know how they say that, you know, you digest your food better if you eat slower? <laughs> <laughs> He's so fit. <laughs> oh, my God. Is the kukui sexy? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that depends on what you're into. <laughs> I guess it is. Okay, so back to Daddy Kukui. Mm, Got it. Daddy. Okay. <laughs> That's good for your digestion, I guess. You know? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't recommend it. I don't recommend you guys eating kids. Wrong. But if you're if you're a Kukui, <laughs> I guess go for it. That's how you get child salmonella. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it's true, man. You don't know where those kids yeah, have been. No idea. They're dirty. Gross. <laughs> so some stories place El Kukui as one of a vigilante. Dishing out justice by capturing wrongdoers and slashing their throats. Okay, so he is Batman. Right! Okay, got it. Right! Is so Batman I... a version of the Kukui? <sighs> Probably, dude. Oh my god. I don't like that. Which kind of leads into the cultural relevance, right? Obviously, generational storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's been told over mm-hmm. generations by parents to their kids as a way to kind of get them to be more disciplined and don't fuck around and find out. Mm-hmm. Did you know there was a movie released in 2018 named the Kukui? No. Yeah! A uh, uh, movie was released in 2018. It's called Kukui the Boogeyman. Okay. Anyone seen it? <laughs> I haven't seen it because it's a, it's a scary movie. So obviously I haven't seen it. Me? Okay, I thought there was a Boogeyman movie around that time, but I didn't know it was like based off the Kukui. I thought it was just like American Boogeyman. No, girl's called Kukui. Okay, my bad. Like, yeah. I haven't seen it, so. I was about to make a bet, but I don't know if my ass can actually cash Uh-oh. it. Uh-oh. Um, nah, no, fuck it. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I promise you here now. Okay. I guess the listener too, since obviously they're listening. They're listening. If we get a Patreon going, okay, to put all the other adventures that we're that we're working on for mm-hmm. this year, if we get up to a thousand people mm-hmm. on the Patreon, we will do an episode where we are we're we're recording me watching a scary movie. Oh my god, can it be the Kukui? No, it has to be like a good scary movie, because I bet that movie's kind of not good. I don't know. You're gonna take my judgment for this. But I mean, really, come on. <laughs> You're talking to guy who doesn't watch them. So. I feel I will make you watch the first Conjuring movie because that movie is fucking terrifying. Oh, bitch. 
I'm not it's not as terrifying as like hereditary but right, 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 right. i wouldn't make you watch hereditary you'd go into like a depression spiral <laughs> it would be very bad <laughs> no you think i'm joking that movie is literally an allegory about like when you don't know reality between oh, mental illness that. it is terrifying it literally sent me into a depression spiral it was awful i don't want that. but it's one of the best scary movies i've ever seen in my life so, so we'll, we'll start with the conjuring then. yeah the conjuring is really the first one that's really good so we get the patreon going we get a thousand people but then we get to make manny watch the conjuring yes and we will we my will, dream we'll make that we'll make that an episode <laughs> okay we'll make that an episode where, where you guys just get to enjoy me screaming my ass off like <laughs> probably two-thirds of the whole fucking oh i movie. can't wait i can't wait that means so, we gotta start a patreon right now y'all <laughs> will you join us <laughs> please don't i don't want to reach a thousand at this point. <laughs> yeah oh i'm getting it there oh, well, we'll hopefully by halloween oh my god best ever oh my god <laughs> Then I'll send you home into the dark and be like, good luck. <laughs> are you, you going to make it a point that we're going to record at night that time? Probably. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it, people. For a thousand patrons. Um, restaurants and breweries actually are naming their, their dishes or their beers the kukui. Oh, my God. I think, um, who was it? I think it's Last Name Brewery, one of my favorites out in Upland. Mm-hmm. They they have uh, their, their, their beer called the... Yeah, kukui, I think. Is it supposed to be like a scary beer? Like what? No, what makes a, a kukui? It's a Mexican lager. Oh, okay. I think because you know because Mex- Mexican because <laughs> you know Mexico. You know? Um, which I, I enjoy the beer anyway, so that's fine. Okay, it's it's terrifyingly good. Um, <laughs> it appears in the works of the Cervantes. I think he's an author. I want to say. Okay. Sorry for you, cultured people. I am not cultured. I Remember don't know. that. Yes, so the kukui is the inspiration behind the painter Goya's painting, and it's called Que Viene el Coco. Okay. All right. I'm going to pause for a quick second. Ooh, we're out the last bit, because I want to show it to you. Uh-oh. I'm about to be scared. Are you, though? I don't Are you know. About is to it be... creepy? It, 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 it's not that it looks creepy, but I think it looks pretty cool. And like I said, when I saw it, I was like, oh, shit, that's it. Huh? That's it right there. Oh. They're terrified. Yeah. Oh no. He's wearing a sheet like a ghost. Yeah. Okay, got it. So yeah, so anyone that's heard of the uh the, the, the Spanish painter Goya, he did do a painting on the Kukui. But again, called it Coco. That's why when mm-hmm. I saw it and I'm like, Okay, that looks familiar, like I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. But now Especially then... because I don't think of the Kukui as looking like that. It looked like, you know, a sheet ghost. Right, right. Like a stereotypical ghost. Right. So there's also somewhere that it was like loosely it loosely influenced Pennywise the clown. Oh no. Yeah, the 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 kukui. That makes sense. The Pennywise is a shapeshifter. And apparently the kukui story inspired uh Stephen King's novel The Outsider. Okay. I don't know. I've never read it. I haven't read that one. Sorry. If you guys have read it and you guys know a little bit more about the kukui now, what do you think? <laughs> I would say it's more like Pennywise the clown. Because the shape-shifting aspect, it changes, like, between what will, like, get a kid to come to it and what is its biggest fear, because it feeds off fear. Right. And it also eats the kids. It doesn't just feed off fear. Which I think is, like, perfect. Right. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that one, for sure, you Mm -hmm. know. Uh, But again, I haven't haven't read The Outsiders, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you seen it? The original one, right? The yeah, yeah, serious yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That terrified me as a kid. I I watched the new one, um, and it's not scary, so I was kind of disappointed. Really? I wasn't scared. I don't know. I mean, I haven't. I obviously haven't seen it. 
I think so. maybe I expected more from it because I was really scared of the original miniseries as a kid, the mm-hmm. 80s one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this one is just like, it was not as scary to me. It was a, obviously it's a good story. Yeah. Um, and it was like directed well <clears throat> and the acting was good, but not as scary as I thought it was going to be. So I bet you all wondering how to prevent yourself from being oh, taken yeah, no, away no. by the poo-poo, do, right? do I have like an emergency kit? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. Just fucking behave. No! <laughs> That's it. Be a good kid, damn it. <laughs> okay, side note. I know I'm like off shooting a lot today. <laughs> but the other day I was at Target and then this little girl was like screaming and crying. And this little boy was with his parents and he was like, Mom, why is that little girl crying like that? And then she's like, because she don't listen. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, okay. That kid didn't even do anything, and he got a she don't listen. Mm-hmm. So, okay. That's that's probably a subtle warning of what's going to come if, you don't, if you're not good. <laughs> you know, I think, reflecting back on the episodes that we've done up until this point, parents use a lot of scary tactics to try to discipline their kids they do yeah because you know your kid is used to you they're not scared of you they don't give a fuck yeah you see andrew <laughs> man he's got this look like bro really <laughs> what you gonna do about it you're gonna try that <laughs> you're gonna try to parent me i'm all i'm all amy <laughs> your kid's acting up <laughs> control, control your child so yeah so you know how do you avoid it you know obviously you know mm-hmm. be good listen to your parents kids. okay got it well, no, let me rephrase that a little bit. Okay. Because we're going to break some generational trauma at this point. Listen to your parents, but if they're wrong, they're wrong. And you <laughs> it's know hard for wrong. kids to discern that. Sure. But that's why having open and honest dialogue with each other is going to help. Mm-hmm. Once you learn that your parents are sometimes wrong, you'll know how to discern what they're saying. Yeah. And I think with, with the boys, that's what we've done. Mm-hmm. Or at least we try to do. Uh, we definitely try to avoid the uh, because I said so. Mm, yeah fucking hate that i always hated that as a kid i was like what the fuck does that mean like why and (laughs) and remember i had a little um uh, what do you call it the little rhyme for you oh yes i'm scared do you want it in english or in spanish you want both because fortunately you can have both you could do english first spanish second all right so in english it's lullaby my little son sleep now for the boogeyman might come to eat you up that doesn't sound really cute. What? Right? That's not nice just to say to children before they go to sleep. Yeah, well, a la ruru, mijito. Duermase ya, que viene el coco, y se lo comerá. It sounds scarier in Spanish. It really does. It really does. But that's supposed to be a lullaby to put you to sleep. No, that's what, I would be up all night, eyes wide, looking out for the coco. I don't be like, ma'am, I'm not going to sleep. Yeah, now you ruined it. Now I'm not going to sleep. Now I'm going to be in your bed. <laughs> Give me your iPhone. <laughs> You need the light, night light on. And there's another one, too. Another variant of it. Okay. So, Mistress San- Santana, Sir San Joaquin, cradled this child that wants to sleep. Sleep, little child. Sleep now. For here comes El Coco, and he will eat you up. Why do they keep saying this to children before they go to sleep? I don't know. Isn't it's not nice. going to make anyone want to fall asleep. No! So, in other words, don't listen to this right now. <laughs> don't listen to this before you go to bed. Exactly. <laughs> So, Señora Santana, Señor San Joaquín, arrulla este niño, se quiere dormir. Duérmete, niñito, duérmete nomás, que ahí viene el coco y te comerá. Mm-mm. That part didn't even rhyme. It was like a near rhyme. I know. It's like, you're going to die. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, got Great. it. <laughs> Done. Sounds good. Um, But you know what I noticed, too, though? They use a lot of niñito. Mm-hmm. 
well, clearly, you know, probably me as a kid, I was probably a, a massive pain in the ass to my parents. <laughs> so that probably explains why we, we get the most threats at the end of the day. Yeah. Because, you know, guys, let's get our shit together, man. I was a pretty good kid. I didn't get threatened that much. I did. No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> no, I, was, I think I was pretty good for the most part. Um, sure, if you really ask my parents, it'd be something different. But I didn't have siblings, so I, I know that siblings, you know, they fight. So you're more likely to get a threat if you have a sibling. Oh, for sure. Because <laughs> oh, you're always up to no good with your sibling. 100%. You just are. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's a kukui for you guys. That was scary. I liked that one. It was interesting. I did not know like half of that stuff. See, I knew the, the once we got into the Latin American range, like mm-hmm. I got it. I was like, okay, yeah. cool. That's the stuff that I've heard. You know what I mean? And, and like the threats and all that shit. But the historical stuff, and that's not even the full extent of it. Right. Like, so at some point I might come back and revisit this. I didn't know that the colonizers brought it to us. So mm. thanks for that. Just one more thing. Yeah. More generational trauma yep, for the rest exactly. of us. <laughs> but but I, I definitely want to do a deep dive again uh, in the near future. Mm-hmm. Do more research on it. Because the, the bit that I found, I was like, dude, there's still a hell of a lot more that's probably. Good. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, and, and, that's, and that's just within our region mm-hmm. of Mexico. Now mm-hmm. imagine if we were to go into like Central America, South America. Sure. And, and the the stories that they probably have mm-hmm. so any of you peeps listening that are that have central or south american roots my friend does she's peruvian and honduran and she always tells me like about the differences in culture and the differences in food and mm-hmm. it's just so vastly different than yeah. how i grew up as like a mexican-american but that's what i'm saying like i think it'd be really interesting to to do a deeper dive mm-hmm. and also get that I'm gonna ask her what she knows about the. Kukui. Yeah, we'll give a little report back for sure. And and and, but that's why I want to come back to it. Not to say that 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 uh, I didn't feel good about what we got so far, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's still so much more that we could probably do another episode of it. Probably like yeah. like an updated version of it mm-hmm. with more information still. So, if you guys are interested, let us know. Send in your stories about the kukui. <laughs> that would be a good one because I'm curious to see what people say. Because I f- almost feel like even amongst amongst us Mexicans, it's going to probably be different. Yeah, I think it'll be really different because it depends on where you're from. Depends on where you're from in Mexico, I would say. And then if you're from America, like, it's totally different. For sure. Well, I mean, remember, I was telling you, New Mexico and Southern Colorado. Yeah. All right. Okay. Sarah, what you got? <coughs> A cough. Um. <laughs> That's always good, too. Okay. So, today... <laughs> I love when you tell me that. I gotta be spooky about it. Come on, come on. Yes. Today, kids, <laughs> we're gonna tell you about crystals. It's a big one. <laughs> I'm down for that. Okay. Um, so if you know anything about new age stuff, you know that crystals and crystal healing are a really huge part of that. Uh-huh. Um, they really picked up relevance in the 1970s with the more like hippie free love movement, like just kind of passing and like moving into like the new age movement of doing things for yourself. But they did pick up relevance again with like Gen Z and millennials. So, like, as you know, I have many crystals. You do. (laughs) Here's a fun but sad fact. Okay. Sorry. My very first fun but sad fact. Cool. Because of the AIDS epidemic, the LGBTQ community got very into holistic healing, and this included crystals. So, in a time where people were really desperate for relief, answers, and healing, they turned to anything and everything. This gave rise after the 1970s fad to a rise in the late 80s and early 90s. Even now, queer people are way more into crystals than I've ever seen other people into them. And we kind of owe that to the hard times in our community experienced 30 to 40 years ago. So, yeah, I always wondered why queer people were really, really into crystals. Yeah. And that explains it. Yeah, that does. It's and I mean, you're right. It is, it is really sad. But then 
also in a way too, right? It's it's really drives home how impactful mm-hmm. that whole time was, right? Because yeah. to feel like I I've gotten little to no control, I need something to exactly. give me some sense of hope. And if right? those things gave them hope, like I'm glad they existed <clears throat> for sure. Like it's just it's really sad. It it wasn't a cure, but it at least gave hope. And yeah, that sometimes plays a big part. It does. Yeah. So first of all, I'll tell you what qualifies as like a crystal or like a healing crystal. Okay. Um, It's typically a semi-precious stone or a gemstone that occurs naturally in nature. They're made up of minerals and sometimes other organic materials like amber or pearl are used in crystal healing as well. Or like obsidian. Mm -hmm. Like that's not necessarily a crystal formation like geologically, Mm -hmm. but it is a natural occurring substance. Okay. Um, now that we know what a crystal is, when did they start to be used for healing? Mm-hmm. Literally since the beginning of the human timeline. I was going to say, I'm like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you hear lots of stories of that. So much. Yeah. Like they literally have found shark teeth shells and mammoth ivory bones that were used as amulets in a cave in Russia 60,000 years ago. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. So like people have been using outside sources as healing practices for themselves mm-hmm. the entire time they have existed. Wow. And, like, those are not crystals necessarily, but they are organic materials. And they were used for, like, luck and spiritual purposes. Right. Okay. Um, amber bracelets from 30,000 years ago were found in Britain. People in ancient Samaria and ancient Egypt have also used semi-precious stones for all sorts of things. Mostly they use them in magic rituals. They would carve them into little amulets or symbols or animals that were used to guide, give luck, and even curse people. I will say one of the funniest things, I don't remember what podcast it was, but it was like talking about like ancient Egyptians and it was like ancient Egyptians are just as petty as we are. Like there was like a diary entry from someone who wrote it Mm -hmm. and they were like, oh, I know that so-and-so is cheating on his wife with so-and-so. So they created an amulet, like a, I think it was Jade and they carved an alligator, which was like considered to be like. Um, like vengeance, like for bad luck, oh, uh, for like, uh, like a reason, I guess. So like vengeance on, uh, the person, and they were like, I've carved it and I put it under, uh, their bed so it'll eat them. Like, oh fuck, <laughs> so dude. Mad. I was like, oh, wow. Fuck, okay, dude. morality, please. Uh, um, like... although, although, let's be honest though, if 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 we're gonna be petty, let's be that level of petty. Yeah, that's right. Fuck it. I'd be know. carving those fuck little you. crocodiles. Yeah, don't eat your ass up. <laughs> Shit. So Don't yes, they did do shit like that back then. <laughs> I I like that actually. I mean, good for her. We should we should still do that now. <laughs> you never know. So they typically used lapis lazuli, malachite, turquoise, carnelian, emerald, clear quartz, topaz, and peridot. Those were what they used like in Egypt and ancient Sumeria. Okay. They were all used to ward off evil, to heal you both mentally and physical, and to aid in spells. The ancient Greeks invented the root word of crystal, and it means frozen ice. So they actually believed that crystals were ice that had become so frozen, it would stay that way, even when it, like, was not cold anymore. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, and I don't know if they really believed that or if they was like, what a cool concept. Like, I don't know. I... Oh, although I can see it, though, honestly. Yeah. I can see Like, if you like... didn't know what it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, science, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Hasn't been invented yet. We don't know what that is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have another fun fact for you. Go for it. Amethyst means not drunken in ancient Greek, and they would use the amethyst to prevent hangovers. So they would, like, wear it and, like, sleep with it and stuff so they wouldn't get a hangover. 
We should try that. <laughs> I don't think that works. But you know what? I'm willing to try anything. I am down As to an be... old person who gets hangovers down. I am down to be your guinea pig. <laughs> if you don't want that hangover, I will gladly take it. I'm dead. I can't. Just give me some menudo after. <laughs> and hematite comes from the ancient Greek word for blood. And hence, soldiers would wear it into battle, believing it to be like the form of the god Ares of War. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that that one's really cool. I think that's yeah. really symbolic. Yeah, yeah. So I think that worked for them psychologically. Oh, for sure. So that was yeah, good. Yeah, that's definitely a psychological thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about the hangover one, but you know. I mean, we're going to try it. Uh, yeah. Let's get really wasted and then sleep with an amethyst under our pillow. Uh, that sounds like a <laughs> Patreon episode to me. Uh, <laughs> can we not record when we hang over, though? Like, let's just document yeah, no. and then we can talk about it after. Uh, yeah, I think we'll have to document. <laughs> Although, to be fair, at this point, it takes me like two, three days to recover, so. I know. If I get shit-faced on a Friday, like, by Monday, I'm, like, barely okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm barely sleeping back to normal at yeah. this point. Don't get old, y'all. It's bad. Mm-mm. It's really bad. Do not recommend it at all. <laughs> Zero out of ten. So jade was also, like, a really big part of Chinese culture, and often it indicated luck or wealth, as well as a huge part of Mesoamerican culture, and that was used for, like, funerary masks. Um, it was really abundant back then, so they didn't see it as, like, really priceless, but it was like pretty so it was like right, noteworthy right mm-hmm. well i mean it is and i know i'm talking a lot about like different crystals so i'm going to tell you some very commonly used crystals and like what they are said to be used Thanks, for i was about to say I'm yeah like, <laughs> I, I, I i somewhat follow but i'm also like help me please so if you've never i'm like, so glad you saw the look on my face <laughs> if you don't know anything about crystals i'm gonna tell you a little bit so i have like it's kind of it's not a long list but it's kind of long sorry girl take your time okay so clear quartz is a really commonly used crystal. Um, it is a clear crystal that is said to be used in healing. So you've probably seen clear quartz before. Yeah. And yeah. then rose quartz is a version of that quartz, but it's light pink and it's said to be used in matters of love. Okay. Amethyst is a purple crystal that is used for healing, but is also for fortifying your will. So that might be where like the, going against that hangover. Oh, <laughs> see, it probably does work. <laughs> You're talking shit, but Polly does work. Well, we gotta try it. We're gonna try it. <laughs> um, jade is a green crystal used specifically for luck and wealth. Tiger's eye is a crystal that's brown and black, and it's used to fight fear and increase ambition. Ooh. Jasper is a reddish-brown crystal that is used to encourage protection. Citrine is a yellow crystal used for prosperity and happiness. Turquoise is a light blue crystal used for luck, peace, and protection. Ruby is a red crystal known for its uses in love and sexual health. Time out. Yeah. Turquoise. Mm-hmm. That's the one that, that the uh, Native the Americans Natives use. Tend to use. Yeah. Right? That explains a lot then. Yeah. It's used for quite a lot of positive things, mm-hmm. which is why they used it in so much jewelry. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it was very abundant here. It's not as abundant now because right. most of us have mined it. Right. So. <laughs> We're not jumping ahead, are we? No, I will tell you about the mining thing later. Okay. <laughs> Make note of that, guys. It's me. It's not you. I'm not going to sing it again, I promise. <laughs> okay. I saw the look on your face. I'm not going to sing it again, I promise. <laughs> Never again, Sarah. You did it to yourself. <laughs> okay. Um. So then we have Sapphire, which is a blue stone. It's like a dark blue stone, and it's used for loyalty. Moonstone is a white and blue stone. So it's typically white, like, 
Pock. You can't see through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it can also be like bluish, but not completely blue. Okay. Um, and it's used for clarity, and it's said to have a connection to the femininity because of connection to the moon. Mm. Um, I think that's a little like gender binary, so I don't know how much I believe that, but mm. I do like moonstone as a gem. Sure. Um, then we have obsidian, and that's a black crystal made from cooling volcanic glass. It's used for grounding and to obtain the truth. And that's one of those that's, like, not an organic crystal. It just, like, is cooled glass, volcanic glass. I was like, is it, like, a truth serum, like Harry Potter? (laughs) Maybe. It's black. It's really pretty. That's pretty cool. (laughs) We gotta find that. Gotta test it. I don't think I have obsidian, but yeah. There are actually so many more, but these are the most commonly used ones. Often people will align them with their chakras to help with their energies. And chakras, for those of you that don't know much about them, are the seven areas of the body that are said to house specific energies. And they should remain open and aligned at all times. The idea was from Indian culture, and it's closely related to the practice of yoga. So I'll tell you a little bit about chakras so you know about that. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, so the seven chakras, like if you've ever seen like a, a drawing, like a map of them, uh-huh. it's usually a person sitting down like cross-legged, like in a yoga pose. Crisscross applesauce. <laughs> And then you like they start at the top of your head, and then they go down from there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So starting from the top, you have the crown chakra, which is at the top of your head, and it's purple, and it's about awareness and intelligence. Okay. Then you have your third eye chakra, which is between your two eyes, and it's indigo, and it represents intuition and imagination. Does that count if you have a unibrow, though? No. <laughs> well, good thing I plucked mine, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you notice it'll feel nice? Actually, it was waxed. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, we, we love a person that takes care of their eyebrows. Let's just say. That and also I'm pretty sure people were fed up with me looking angry all the time. <laughs> why are you squinting? Like, like Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah, they're like, why are you squinting? I'm not squinting, damn it. <laughs> like really hairy eyebrows. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. So then we have the throat chakra, which is the front and center of your throat, and it's like blue for communication. Then you have the heart chakra, which is in, like, the middle of your chest. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that is green, and it stands for love and compassion. Then you have, and then you have your solar plexus chakra. Right. Which is at the base of your sternum, and it's yellow, um, and that's self-esteem and confidence. That's interesting. Then you have your sacral chakra, which is just underneath your belly button, and it's, like, orange. Mm -hmm. And it's for, like, sexuality, pleasure, and creativity. Mm -hmm. And then you have your root chakra, which is technically at your tailbone. So I don't know how they, because your tailbone's like underneath your body, like in the back. But when they show a diagram, it's like only the front of them. And it kind of just like is on the bottom. <laughs> so I don't know. Mm. But it's it's part of your tailbone. It's red mm. and it's physical identity and stability. There's so many things I can say to that. No, I don't know. <laughs> is it like on the taint? No, it's on your tailbone. Your tailbone's like I, no, no, above no. your butthole. Like your little tailbone. <laughs> Hello, friend. <laughs> I wish y'all could see us. We did like a little thing with our fingers. We were like, yeah, your tailbone. <laughs> Gucci, Gucci, goo. <laughs> that's gross. It is really weird, but apparently yeah. that's where your physical identity and your stability exists as a person. So if you ain't got no ass, you got nothing you to show for shit. it. You got shit. You got nothing to show for it, man. So people who work with chakras say that chakra ha- chakras house energies and that so do crystals. Mm-hmm. And if yours are open, you can cleanse your chakras by exchanging energy with the crystal. So often they will like lay a crystal in your chakra. Oh. Um, and then some people say this is a placebo effect. But as I say with most things, if it helps the person, let it be. Yeah, dude. Like that's none of my business. 
like a couple episodes ago, right? When it came to uh, the idea with the Ouija board mm-hmm. and communicating with spirits and stuff like that. Like, yeah, if it helps you through your grief, if it helps you through a time period where you feel like maybe you have a clouded mind. Yeah. That's fine with me. So how is that a bad thing, right? Like, yeah. help people get some clarity. I hate right? when people like, are mean to people for things they like. I just, I don't like it. Yeah. Let them be passionate for their thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. He probably has something stupid that you follow. Like, Especially because, you know? like, when people say shit about this, it's, like, deeply rooted in, like, racism against Indian people from India. Makes sense. Like, that's part of their culture. Mm-hmm. And if you are, like, shit-talking on that and saying it's, like, oh, it's pseudoscience or whatever, like, that's... You're talking about a big piece of their culture and something they believe. That's why I think everyone can afford to have a little cultural sensitivity training. Yes. And also, like, the fact that they even have something from their ancient roots that helps with their mental health like what do you have nothing you have trauma like <laughs> alcohol thank you <laughs> at drink, least they were doing something drink that bottle of jack there buddy <laughs> sheesh okay so you basically place a crystal on your chakra as you lie down and meditate mm-hmm. and then you'll set an intention to cleanse the chakra and that opens you up to the energy of the crystal and the healing vibrations of the energy hmm. Um, in smaller ways in the Western world, we use crystals for similar things. You can wear them in jewelry and their proximity to you can bring you energy from them or like transfer your energy into them. Mm-hmm. In tarot, you can use them to cleanse your deck. Um, often you can put a clear oh. quartz on top of your deck and it'll pull any energy out of them and exchange it with new healing energy so that your cards don't maintain the energy of like any readings or negativity you had mm-hmm. before. Right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. So basically, it starts from zero yeah. with the deck. I okay. love that. Um, so this led me to one of my first questions when I started using crystals. How do you get rid of all the bad energy that you put into the crystal? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming you don't want to hold on to it, no. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you can you can charge your crystals or clear them of absorbed energies by placing in placing them in full moon moonlight. You can also use water that has been in the moonlight, so you give them like a, a moonlight water bath. Oh. Okay. Um, you can bury them in the earth. You can give them a sound bath. So a sound bath is when you use a sounding bowl in water and you use the vibrations through the water to cleanse. You can also just place the crystals in a sounding bowl and ring it and the vibrations will clear the energies. Okay. Um, if you've ever seen, I've always wanted to do a sound bath because it feels like, I don't know that it'll like, quote, work as medicine, but... It does feel like it would really help because you, like, float in water, so you're suspended. Right. So you're not putting weight on your body. And then um, someone is leading a meditation ceremony for you. Uh-huh. And they have the bowl, which is, I don't know if you've ever seen a sounding bowl. Yeah. yeah. And they, like, clang it. Yeah. And, like, the waves, the vibrations literally, like, go through the water. I and they that. hit you. Yeah. So they are physically doing something to you. And mm-hmm. I feel like that really does help me meditate. So I've always wanted to do that, but it's kind of expensive. I wonder why. A lot of new age things are. I'm assuming because they don't get a ton of clients. They want to, like, get the most they can out of whatever they do. Yeah, that makes sense. But it also kind of just seems like exploitation, right? Like, yeah, it does. But at the same time, like, they got to they gotta make money somehow. Yeah. Like, in a capitalist culture, like, what are they going to do? <laughs> oh, capitalism. At it again. It comes, it comes back to just make money. <laughs> yes. So let's just all make money. We're here in anti-capitalist corner again. I'm yeah, so sorry. Well, you know. We end up here a lot. <clears throat> At some point it's going to happen, guys. So you just get used to it. <laughs> um. Okay. So you can also use incense or sage over them um, and use smoke to cleanse them. And you can use salt 
I like a good pink Himalayan salt, but sea salt works as well to give them like a bath in it. Um, I will say that saging is very specific to like native culture. Yeah, um, I was gonna say that you yeah. can the the concept of saging is using that herbs, um, like healing s- abilities. Or something? What is the word I'm looking for? Smoke. Oh, right. To clean something out, there are other things that smoke and don't burn like that. So you don't have to use sage that's indigenous to the Americas. You can use other things. So we can talk about that another time. Yeah. But you can always do that concept. Okay. Yeah. So wait, when, when, going back to the salt thing, you're mm-hmm, about, like, mm-hmm. is it literally like you're rubbing salt on it? Mm-hmm. Or you can just it leave them in water, it. No, what? you can like leave them in like a pile of salt. You can rub the salt on them. Okay. Um, pink. I like pink Himalayan salt because it like. I don't know. It looks like clear, clear crystal quartz. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. And I feel like something about it is like healing or something. I don't know. It's also um, pretty tasty too, to be fair. It is. Yeah. We have Himalayan salt in the house. <laughs> Let's see. Um, for my friend's uh, bachelor trip, mm. we went to this place called Salt in uh, Santa Barbara, oh, California. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they have a, salt, a Himalayan salt cave. Completely Every wall is covered in Himalayan salt, like bricks, like little bricks. Mm -hmm. And then the ground is completely covered in Himalayan salt crystals. And you walk on it, no shoes, nobody wears shoes. Oh, wow. And um, they put you in like a chair and they put like mindful meditation music on. Mm -hmm. And um, that kind of salt, something about it, because it's so big and porous, it um, actually releases the salt into the air. So oh, really? it actually physically does something scientifically. I don't know if it's healing, but that's what it's doing. Huh. Um, so supposedly it's like good for your skin. It's good for your like breathing. Mm-hmm. Like it did feel like the air was cleaner in there, wow. which is wild because, you know, in California, we're wildly uh, pollution heavy here. Are we? <laughs> it might be not in Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara has nice air. Yeah, that's fair. But it did feel amazing and we did a meditation in there and all of us came out saying like what the fuck that was crazy like yeah. we literally felt different and yeah. i think a lot of us went in as skeptics so that was wild i can see that though you know i mean because you're thinking salt yeah i'm like and... i don't know what this will do but let's do it anyway yeah that's pretty cool though uh, it was amazing i'd be down to do that we do want to go back so we should all go mm-hmm. they also offer massages in a salt room oh hell yeah yeah that is it it's amazing i'm a crystal <laughs> purify me baby let's go <laughs> Let's go. He believes. <laughs> I believe. Thank you. <laughs> um. So because I miss the full moon quite often, I don't pay attention to the calendar. <laughs> um, I usually have to use another method. So I do love a good salt bath. Um. I don't like putting them in the ground or burying them in the earth, even though I know that's like a something that people say they do regularly. Mm-hmm. Um. I've always wanted to try it because it feels so close to nature, but I'm always afraid like I'm gonna forget <laughs> the bear. You don't know how long you should leave them there. Yeah. Yeah. How how long are you supposed to leave them there for? Um. Some people were like twenty four to forty eight hours. Some people were like a few hours. Like whatever you feel is best. Like if you haven't really done that much with your crystals, they've just been sitting there. I think like a a minimal bath of any kind is fine. Yeah. But like, let's say you purified someone with like really bad intentions, and you're like, no, I don't like that. Then I would do it for longer. Girl, you're gonna need it for longer (laughs) with me if that's the case, because you have bad intentions always. That's how I function. All right. <laughs> remember, um, that, remember that Patreon thing? 
So I have another fun fact. Okay. This one's actually funny. Okay. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow's goop jade vagina thing is a crystal. So it's it's jade. Um, and she got sued for that because they claimed all these really wild things. Like, they caused consistent periods. They had healing powers. Like, none of that is scientifically proven or mm. medically proven, and they can't put that on there. Right. And as much as I want to believe that, like, crystals can do healing things, if you stick a crystal in your vagina, you're going to get an infection. Like, what the f- Yeah. And there are some crystals that, like, crystals are not particularly porous. Yeah. But the, the softer a crystal is, like, of its composition, it will flake off. And especially if you wet it, like, the inside of your body is wet. Like, if you put it in your mouth or something, it will start to disintegrate, like, little by little, microscopically. Yes. So you are swallowing or ingesting it. And the same thing goes for your vagina. Like, you would be giving yourself toxic shock syndrome immediately. I'm not a a fan of hers, so there's already a Me either. I fucking hate her. Yeah. So don't do that, y'all. That's capitalism. <laughs> yes, at its best right there. Yes, that is her oh, the worst, doing say. some bullshit, like yeah. just to get you to do it. Whereas, like, really, like what she was saying um, when she first released it was like, oh, it's good for Kegels, like as a weight. But you can buy a weight to do Kegels that's non-porous. Like right. you don't have to use a jade crystal. That is bad for your body. Uh, what? <laughs> But, but she was trying to make it fancy or but something. Gwyneth told me to. No, not Miss Paltrow. I feel like with the name Gwyneth too, though. I mean, <laughs> I need her to stop. Mm-hmm. And they, the only thing I did was take down the wording and just say like, "Oh, this is for Kegels now." So they still sell it. Assholes. I know. Gotta make that money. She has tons of money. Not enough, apparently. <laughs> so before we move on, I do want to address that there is absolutely no regulation of mining crystals in most places there is some regulation of mining diamonds specifically but not of other crystals so you know we've all heard of blood diamonds right uh diamonds are crystals right (laughs) they use children in mines to get crystals because they're smaller they live longer they can deal with stuff more than adults can um and they exploit all humans and their labor they pay them minimal amounts um, if you know anything about mining anything, yeah. um, toxic chemicals are released. Mm-hmm. The longer you're in there, the more you're around them. Um, it doesn't like I, coal mining is obviously the worst for your, um, health. Right. But the same goes for mining gems. You are going to come across coal. You are going to come across releasing natural gases in sure. any way. Yeah. It is a very, very dangerous profession and they exploit many people particularly like we exploit as americans we exploit people in other countries in africa and south america um people that like don't have as much money as they could yeah so it's pretty awful so i would be you know kind of weary of that like there are ethically sourced crystals but they are kind of harder to get your hands on and maybe a little bit pricier I know there's a company called Brilliant Earth at BrilliantEarth.com. It's a jewelry company, so they do have ethically sourced diamonds, and they tell you where they get them from, so you okay. know they're not blood diamonds. Okay. Um, they are certified, and um, they also do lab-grown ones. So you can lab-grow a gem. It is not fake. It is not glass. It really is a gem. You're, they're just growing it in a lab. Yeah. Um, so I think it would work the same way, because it really is organically grown just in a lab. Sure. Um, just be conscious of where you get your crystals and suspicious of those that cost very little because you know that they're being mined right. unethically. Um, I know it is really fucking bad. It, it, it's, it's so sad how anything, at least something like that, right? Like generally 
leads in some capacity to some human exploitation. Always. And that is the nature of capitalism. And as the Western world is deeply entrenched in capitalism, what happens when you exist in that form of economic scarcity Mm -hmm. is that you take from other people and other countries outside of you Mm -hmm. and you use their sources and take from them making them extremely poverty stricken so the reason why we have third world countries is because we make them yeah i believe that (laughs) which is insane there's a term for i think it's like global global something you can't remember what it is we're just fucked up people yeah put it and all of the western world does it so not just america no no, no, the uk does it like a lot of people do it right so yeah it is very 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 fucked up like in order for us to exist on the level that we exist at economically we take that from other people in the world what is that called Uh, i mean my vocabulary is very limited because you know i'm not very educated um what is that would that be considered like an oxymoron what do you mean like you know like uh doing something that's supposed to be healing but at the extent of someone else's suffering yes i would consider that an oxymoron of sorts but i guess because it doesn't apply to you like you (laughs) you wouldn't know yeah but yeah that that is very ironic to say like you're using something for healing but you're causing someone's destruction right healing at the extent of someone else's yes well-being you know what i mean and that's not something you want to put in the world the whole point of crystal healing is that you want to have that positive vibration yeah. in your life, you can't take it from somebody else. And, and I was gonna say, I'm like, you, you would need a that lot works. of a lot of salt cleanses and shit to, be able to <laughs> purify that. Though, yeah. Because, I mean, how do you purify your soul? Right. Is the question. Well, right. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Always have a moral compass when you do things, my friends. Mm-hmm. Always think critically and consciously. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like don't have crystals. I have plenty of crystals. Sure. Some of them I don't know where they came from. Some of them are gifts. So. Right. But I would be weary of, like, as soon as I found out about, like, diamond shit and mm-hmm. crystal mining, I was very weary about where I got my stuff from. And, I keep that in mind. And, and I think, too, though, if, if you're going into it without that ill intent, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, let's say you find out later that, like, oh, yeah, the, the, the way, the, the means in which it was produced was... Mm-hmm. unethical or like exploitive or whatever the case is mm-hmm. then I, th- I would feel that you should take on the responsibility to at least try to cleanse that out of your own spirit yeah to say like hey i know this already i'm not a big fan of that mm-hmm. what can i do to rebalance things for myself at this point mm-hmm. you know because i can't change what what happened or where it came from but i can at least acknowledge of what it was mm-hmm. and do better yeah i don't know of anyone that like sends specific aid to those that do gem mining yeah um and that would be where i would start ethically but yeah um you can always help quote a third world country sure like people always need uh vaccines and supplies and clean water sure. where they're from sure. and that if you give people um maslow did something called the hierarchy of needs yeah and when you start from the bottom you have your basic needs like water food yeah and then when you go up from there, you can actually actualize yourself. You actually understand yourself. Mm-hmm. You can reach mental clarity at the top where you can provide yourself good mental health, but only if you have your very basic needs first. Sure. If those are never met, you're never going to be able to be your best self sure. because you cannot focus on that. And I think if you provide people with the little things that they need without, I will say, Without being a missionary and putting your beliefs on them. Because there are some people that give wells and stuff to, like, South America. But they go there and they preach about God. And then they take, like, 
fucking contraceptives from people and they shame them and stuff. No, just give people working wells for water and schooling and that's fine. And that's just so contradictory. It's so awful. It's It's so awful. I hate that. I do too. I know we're giving you a little bit of a downer. (laughs) So sorry. We're just trying to be ethically conscious. Sure, dude. And and it, but it's okay. I think it's okay though to still have these conversations like that, though, right? Like, yeah, we can we can appreciate all these things and do the things that we do, mm-hmm. but again, still acknowledge the history behind it. Still acknowledge what what the problem is, how problematic it can be. Exactly. Right. Because if we continue to act like there's nothing there, are we really doing it a good service at this point? No. You know what I'm saying? No, you're letting people think that they can get away with things and sure. uh, contribute to that. Right. So. It's it's not okay, but also too don't lose the essence of what it's supposed to be about. Yeah, right? and I would rather know than not know. Sure. So yeah. I'm one of those people that like has to know. <laughs> Who's gonna know? They're gonna know. No one's gonna know. <laughs> okay, my sources are PS Mag, CrystalAge.com, Crystal Healing Practices in the Western World and Beyond by Christine D. Carlos, University of Central Florida. Wikipedia, of course, latimes.com, verywellmind.com, harpersbazaar.com, healthlane.com, tinyrituals.com, and the Rituals podcast, which is Em and Christine's other podcasts. That's on the Parcast Network, which you can also find on Spotify. Um, Episode 41, What's the Deal with Crystals? That one actually came out pretty recently. Cool. So, And I had actually started the topic a lot like before then uh-huh. and then i i was like oh i haven't caught up on rituals because i don't listen to it as often and i went to go listen to it and i was like oh my god they have a crystal episode so i was like perfect for research that's awesome yeah. that worked out you know i've been meaning to check it out i just haven't it's gotten to it it's not the same as a not so you drink because it's very like it's very scripted like people do the research for them oh okay but it is one person relaying the research about a topic to the other and they still have their like banter you so. mentioned that um you noticed the same thing too with um my favorite murder mm-hmm. being the same way too. That now that that they're not doing their own research, it it feels like it feels a, different, a different yeah. vibe to it. Feels a little stiffer. But I will say that with rituals, they're not specifically talking about true crime, and they're not specifically talking about like a cryptid or paranormal experience. They're talking about like concepts, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. So it's kind of like a deep dive into the stuff that like is a catalyst for the things they talk about, and and that's what we drink. That's, I mean, that's still pretty cool. I still want to check yeah, it Yeah, that's out. something I I love, because yeah. I like to listen to the research. I know yeah. some people that, like, they really like their banter on the stories, and so they don't like rituals as much, but I like rituals. Yeah. And I think y'all should give it a listen. They have about 45 episodes, I would say. They've done quite a bit. Yeah. Know. Well, I'm going to be one of them to check it out. Yay! Um, <laughs> see, this is why we just got to keep doing our own research, man. I know. Uh, it's so satisfying to do my own research, to be it honest. It really is. No, like, no joke. Doing the research that I did for the Kukui mm-hmm. was like, I, I feel like I learned a hell of a lot more than I would have if I was just listening to 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 someone else talk about it, you know, mm-hmm. because there was so much more. Than I'm like, oh, I want to flag that, come back to that later, mm-hmm. flag that, come back to that later, you know, because there's so much more to it still. Um, and I feel like if someone else is doing it for you, mm-hmm. right, like you're only limited to whatever they're presenting to you. Yeah. So whatever I tell you guys or whatever we talk about. Do your if own you, research. Yeah. yeah. If you guys find something else, uh, find it interesting, do a deep dive on your own. Find out more about it. Hell, you might even educate us in the process, too. I'm all for that, too, shit. Yeah. I ain't no expert. One day I'll be a cryptozoologist at some point. <laughs> it's only $200 to do it. That's Remember, it. We keep talking. We're going to keep bringing this back. Maybe we got to do it. That's what it is. At, <laughs> that yeah. Patreon. That Patreon's got to be for it. 
I was I was gonna say something, but I'm not. We're bringing it back. Bring it yeah, back. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so remember that this is why we want patrons at some point. Yeah. I was gonna mention something. Mm-hmm. So, I think we should probably take the time to start envisioning what we want mm-hmm. moving forward. Aside from a you know a really delicious lunch at some point, <laughs> um, what do you see moving forward with this? For the podcast? Yeah. Um, Our friendship's going to keep happening. Whether, whether you want it to or not, it's going to keep happening. I'm like, well, I think we're going to be friends. Um, well, yeah. It's only been over 20 years at this point. You can't get rid of me. Uh. I could say the same, you know. I could say the same, you know. Um, For the podcast, I would love to see. How about that? Yes. I would love to see us have a Patreon where we can give, like, exclusive content. Because I would love to do other things outside of the podcast, yeah. but for the same podcast. Sure. Um, I would love to maybe bring them more episodes. So maybe one a week. I don't know what our schedules will look like, but that would be also very cool for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to even expand a little bit, like maybe not always have to do like be in a box of just cryptids and just mystical things. Like, cause I, I know I did that true crime episode. Sure. Um, maybe expand out to like any paranormal thing at all. And what? I would love to do one listener episode a month. So if we can get listener stories, in, I would love that. That would be crazy cool, and that would be a dish in addition to our bi monthly episodes, or if we did weekly episodes. Yeah. So you'd get either five episodes, or you would get three episodes. We wouldn't limit the regular episodes for you. For sure. No, I, I mean, I, I feel like that's definitely something that I would want to bring about. Mm-hmm. Definitely more episodes, um, weekly, because yeah. I feel like if we do a deep dive in everything that we're talking about. Even mm-hmm. just the bit that we have now, we can probably expand it even more. Yeah. And not sound redundant. That's true. Um, but also just yeah, like do more exploring of things. Yeah. I think I've been bugging you a lot about that. You know, I like mean, sending... we gotta find the time. <laughs> I know. I, I which which I'm more than happy to do and 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 figure out more, but you know, make it worth it, I guess. Yeah. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I love doing this. So I do too. Uh, that, that's why I'm like I'm all for it. But also want to bring more people in. I yes. want to bring more people in because I feel there's a hell of a lot more of us out there than than I think we think. Yeah, I think so too. And yeah, I mean, this is impossible without you guys. Mm-hmm. So you know, thanks for that. That's why we love y'all so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, once again, follow us on Instagram, uh, Cryptid and Mystic Pod. Uh, we don't have a Facebook. No, but no. who does these days? I mean, I still do. Don't judge me. <laughs> I have one. All right. Um, I mostly use it for groups. Is that weird? So maybe we can form a group at some point. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if we can get enough people, we can form a group. That's fine. Yeah. Email can, us. Email us. Cryptid and Mystics podcast at gmail.com. Jinx. you make joke. Um, <laughs> DM us with your stories or email us with your stories. Yeah. Uh, it can be encounters with cryptids or even encounters with the mystical. Mm-hmm. Give paranormal. us those uh, listens on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and SoundCloud. For sure. And uh, leave us some wonderful reviews. The reviews are going to definitely help us out, too, yeah. to know what we're, we need to work on or improve on. Um, five stars, preferably. <laughs> be nice. Well, yeah. Either way, whatever you got to say, be yeah. nice about it. Send you know, your feedback. Like, yeah, for sure. If you're feeling it in your heart, please write a review. <laughs> yeah, that would be fantastic. Uh, but at least, you know, leave, leave, leave some ratings there. That would help us out, for yeah. sure. Um, and, and yeah, just... interact with our Instagram for sure. I love when y'all respond to our like questions and stuff on our story. I love that so much. So we're gonna try and do more of that. I know. 
And I and I'm gonna apologize. I didn't get a chance to see the the Sasquatch documentary on Hulu <laughs> that we posted the other day. I really want to though. Yeah. Because when I saw that it's like oh cryptid and true crime, I'm like what the hell? Yeah. So I, I gotta watch it. I have to watch it. Maybe we'll do that as part of a, another episode too. It's like yeah, just review it. You know. But yeah, you know, send us messages, interact with us. We're more than happy to respond to you guys well, too. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be funny, I promise. <laughs> we're not funny, I can tell you that much. We, this is just naturally who we are. Yeah, we're trying our best here. Hopefully we're entertaining. At least that. <laughs> At least that. Because I can tell you right now, we're, we're definitely not trying to be funny. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is just... This is who we are. Naturally, how <laughs> organically how we are. Um, This is like, you know, free range. You free know, range. Cage-free. Cage um, <laughs> we're free range chickens. <laughs> Why are we chicken? Please don't eat us. <laughs> if you did, that'd be just weird. But uh, <laughs> it's like right now, I don't taste good. I eat a lot of junk. Same. No, you don't want. <laughs> when this. we say free range, we mean really free range. I mean, like I drink a lot of beer too. So <laughs> you know, go figure with that. But anyway, thank you guys as always. Take care of yourselves. Have a great week, weeks. And, yeah, uh, we'll... this is the end of January episode. So. Woo, we made it. Woo-hoo. And uh, we'll see you guys or talk to you guys again soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye.